Well, it's that time of year again. It's election season. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, in November, we will elect all 140 seats in the General Assembly. But what's at stake here? Not just here in Hampton Roads, but across the entire state and the U.S. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. Stay tuned as we do our 2023 Virginia General Assembly election preview. Welcome back. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We thank you so much for joining us, as you always do every Sunday as we broadcast live from the campus of the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation, the largest HBCU in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Also from WSB Hot 91, the soul of VA. I'd like to thank all of you again for listening and supporting, and because with, without you, we cannot do what we do. And once again, I, I have to give a shout out, not just to our listeners, but our supporters from the Spartan Nation, the best alumni in the world. Listen, we hope that you enjoyed your Labor Day holiday, and we hope you enjoyed, as they call it, the last day of summer. <laughs> but judging from the heat, the summer is still on. So continue to be safe, continue to be vigilant in uh, guarding yourself here in, starting in the fall months. Uh, make sure you remain healthy. COVID is still here. It's, some say it's here to stay, but you also have the common flu and other ailments. But we know that if you do uh, the right things and keep your Im- immune system strong, you will stay safe and strong here during the school year. So, again, we're in the swing of class. We're in the swing of great things happening here on this campus and across the Commonwealth of Virginia. And one of the great things that are getting ready to happen is that we have an opportunity to send our representatives to Richmond to represent us in the General Assembly for the next four years. That's right. In November, we will elect all 140 seats in the General Assembly. That's right, 100 seats in the House of Delegates and 40 seats in the Senate. By doing that, we're going to get a lot of new faces Keep in mind, we had a lot of retirements here in the General Assembly because of, in part, uh, of course, age, but in personal reasons, but also because of redistricting. Because of redistricting, we have new districts that are drawn where some elected officials decided not to run again or some decided to run in another district. So the people that you see that are representing you now may not be the ones that are representing you coming up. So... What I want to do in this show, we're going to talk about, number one, w- how you can vote. Uh, we're going to look at early voting and the like. But also, we're going to take a look at what's at stake. Now, you hear me talk all the time about the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's importance and what we do here in this, in this state. I think it's the best state in the union. Uh, Many of us, many of you listening also believe that because you're here, you've experienced it, you've lived here, you were born here, you're educated here, you pay taxes here, and you, or you travel here for vacation and engagement in in our cultural scene and our, in our landscape, the beaches, the the mountain area, uh, the, the, the area where you can go see wildlife, uh, the cultural aspect of our, of our community. It's so much to do here, but also in this area, we will We are the temperature gauge for the rest of the nation as it relates to so many issues in public policy. So many issues as it relates to the upcoming 
uh, election for president and also the election after that for governor. Think about it. In 2023, this year, we're going to show, Virginia's going to show exactly what side is on as it relates to issues by overwhelmingly electing uh, individuals to the House and Senate and also the various parties and find out which will control. So will it, will, will it be a House controlled by Republicans or a House con- controlled by Democrats? Will it be a House control, a Senate controlled by Democrats or will it flip to the Republicans? And then after that, in 2024, we will elect the new commander in chief of the United States of America. That's right. The new commander in chief. Now, will it be a nation where we elect the current reelect the current president and vice president, President Joe Biden and Vice President Harris? Or will the nation want to turn to the Republican Party and reelect its current front runner, former President Donald Trump or someone new? Some may say our current governor, Glenn Youngkin, if he throws his hat into the race. But and then after that, we'll find out in 2025 which way the, 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 the state wants to go as it relates to the governor. Now, we know here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, our governor does not serve consecutive terms. So therefore, every single year, I mean, every single at the end of every single four year term, we elect a new governor. Now, of course, a former governor can run again, like uh, governor, former Governor McCulloch did, to be elected governor. But they can't run back to back. That's in part the wisdom of Thomas Jefferson and also the legislature in creating, uh, at the time, the colony of Virginia, where they believe that change was good. <laughs> now, we're not going to get into that discussion right now because, of course, there's a lot of talk about term limits and elected officials and their age and so forth. Uh, that's been in the news quite a bit. But what is certain is that we will have an election. And Virginia is the temperature, the temperature for issues. They're the temperature. We are the temperature for the president of the United States and the temperature for the new governor that we'll elect in 2024 and 2025. <laughs> I bet many of you didn't think when you're went to, when you planning on going to the polls that that was going to be one of the major things moving and shaking once you cast your vote. But it is. The, the, the country is watching us. In the second half, I'm going to talk about a couple of articles uh, that came out just this past week uh, where we're looking, where the, the country is looking at Virginia. And this summer, where they noted Hampton Rose is the center, the center for current power and also future power itself. But let's get into voting. Before we can, before anyone, any of us can talk about the future of the Commonwealth, if you are of voting age, you've got to cast your vote. Voting is so important. It's a, it's a right that we have that we've, many of our ancestors fought and died for. It's also a right that many on the, on the other side that are plotting and, and also creating a strategy to take the vote away understand how important it is, whether it be through the U.S. Supreme Court and not renewing preclearance uh, under the Voting Rights Act of 1965, or whether it be various states like the, Com- like the Commonwealth of Virginia did uh, several years ago in trying to enact provisions that make it harder 
for individuals to vote. States like North Carolina, Texas, Florida, other states. Why is that? Because they understand how important, it, how important the vote is. That's why I want everyone listening to this broadcast, everyone that pays attention to Stay the Water, I want you to commit to voting. It doesn't matter who you vote for, make sure that, but make sure you're informed, informed about the issues, informed about what's at stake in your community and for your future, for your children's future. And I want you to commit to going out to vote. Not just go out to vote, but also register those in your house. If you have children, spouses, significant others, whomever they may be who are of voting age and they're not registered to vote, go register tomorrow, next week. It's easy to do. You can do it. But not only that, but also get up and go vote. Take them to go vote with you. Have a voting party. Whatever it takes, make sure you get out and do it. Because it is not only your civic duty, but it's also your right. It's a right that is very precious. Many countries around the world don't have what we have. Many countries around the world actually envy what we have. That's why they risk their lives, their livelihoods back in their home countries to come here in part for opportunity, but also to have the ability to choose, the ability to choose for themselves. And that's what voting does for us. So let's get right into it. According to the Virginia election, uh, you, uh, you can go to elections, Virginia Department of Elections. You can go to elections.virginia.gov. You can see where you can, where you, where you register or how to register. You can actually see who represents you. But I want to talk about the various dates. So keep in mind, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the legislature, Democratic legislature, under Governor Northam, push for early voting. Why is early voting so important? 45 days before the actual general election, which is in November, November uh, 7th to be exact, before that election, you can go out and vote 45 days before for your candidate of choice. 45 days before. Why is that? Because we found that working, working families, individuals who are going to school, making it happen every single day, we found it kind of hard for them to go out and vote on that Tuesday. We found some also there was some voter suppression, you know, where some employers would not let certain workers out to go vote. Or, you know, when I say let certain workers go out, you didn't have, you have extended time in order to go vote. Because, you, again, you have the right to vote. So 45 days before the election, you have the opportunity to vote when it's best for you. So first day of in-person early voting, first day of in-person or early voting at your local registrar's office starts Friday, September 22nd. <laughs> Friday, September 22nd, you can go out and start voting. So to put it in context, today is the 10th, September 10th. So starting, you have this week, next week, Friday, you can start voting and vote for who you feel should represent you. Also, if you're not registered to vote, the deadline to register to vote or update your voting, update your uh, current voter registration, according to the Virginia Department of Elections website, is October 16th. October 16th. 
is that time period where you have that deadline to register or to get updated. So in actuality, you have one month from the time you start voting to get registered to vote so you can't actually vote. Early voting. Not this Friday, but the Friday after that, September 22nd, it starts. And then you can register to vote October 16th. Now, keep in mind, you may register to vote after this date through Election Day and vote using a provisional ballot. But if you do that, it's going to take some it's going to take some extra work on your end to go back and prove that provisional ballot. But you can still do it, right? But why wait? Why wait till Election Day when well, you can do it now? Now, also keep in mind that voter registration offices open for early voting Saturday, October 28th. So you can go there and also vote uh, October 28th on Saturday. That is uh, also the last day for in-person early voting. At your local voter registration office is Saturday, November 4th. So you can go vote on Saturday twice, October 28th and November 4th. You can, listen, we've got the opportunity, and this is what I call good public policy. This is no excuse. You have no excuse. We have no excuse to exercise our civic duties. And that's the great thing about common sense legislation that the Democrats push for it. Now, as a note, the Republicans fought against it. They fought against it tooth and nail. But when they fought against it, they're now using it. Because right now, there is a strategy that the Republican Party has that says, listen, early voting wins elections. They, it wins elections. So they, we need to develop a strategy in order to get on board to win elections. So they develop a strategy. And there's a lot of money being put behind it, a big push being put behind it. But that's fine. But just keep in mind who actually created this particular policy in the first place. So it's good that individuals see the light. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, vote for the candidate of your choice, whomever you feel is that right person to represent you, represent your interests, the interests of your family, the interests of your community, interests of our Commonwealth as it relates to public policy. So make sure you stay informed. And on this show, after, after today's show, we're going to have a series of what we call our election preview with candidates. And we're going to talk about issues, what those main issues are. We're going to give them an opportunity uh, to answer questions and find out exactly what it is that they want to, how they want to represent you. So we're excited about this. Listen, this is one of my favorite times of the year uh, because I get a chance to actually talk with those those policymakers, those lawmakers, those future lawmakers and aspiring lawmakers and get them here to you to answer important questions in your community. So what's at stake? What's at stake in this election? Is this just another election or is this something more? If it's, is this something greater? According to CNN Politics, a uh, story that printed, debuted Thursday, September 7th. It's entitled, Virginia's bellwether election could reshape the Commonwealth and its governor's political future. So 
here they highlighted a a crowd of Democrats that gathered in in a uh, what they call a sports deep blue bar in Northern Virginia, and uh, they they were talking about what's at stake in November's election. And U.S. Senator Tim Kaye, former lieutenant governor and governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia and current one of the two U.S. senators, he said, I would, I would argue that it's Virginia's races, all 140, that are going to send the most powerful message about where America is, this Kaye said, according to CNN Politics. On Sunday of the contest for the state House and Senate, while speaking before about 50 candidates, and party activists at a fundraiser. As a matter of fact, CNN Politics notes, in two months, Virginia voters will cast the final ballots in the state's odd-year legislative races, deciding whether Republicans will gain unilateral control of state government or be forced to share power with Democrats for two more years. They also noted, the election results will offer both parties the clearest signs yet of where voters stand on issues such as abortion, crime, voting rights, and the economy. CNN Politics also notes that they could also dramatically reshape the political future of the Commonwealth and the rising Republican star who leads it, Governor Glenn Youngkin. So let's, let's dissect that just for a moment before we delve into uh, what's at stake here for our governor and, and his national presence. So when taking a look at where the, where, the elect, where the House is or the power is in the legislature, we know that the House is now uh, a Republican House. We know that the Senate is a Democratic Senate. But all state elected offices, the governor, attorney general, lieutenant governor, are all Republican. So that means that the only way in 2023 that power will shift is if Democrats take both House and Senate or the Republicans take both House and the Senate or power stays as it is, whereas the Republicans keep the House. And if they keep the House by a small margin or even margin, of course, you have the tiebreaker. You have a tiebreaker in the Senate if that's the case, if the Democrats keep the power in the Senate. Um, well, vice versa. The Republicans keep the power in the House, but in the Senate, if the Democrats keep power, then, of course, it would be power that is shared again for two years. So what are the, what's at stake when we talk about the issues? Of course, crime is always an issue. Um, as it gets hotter, months, Crime becomes an issue. It's always a talk across the country. So what can we do to be smart on crime and effective on crime? And that's really the discussion across the board. We know that locking individuals up that break the law, throwing away the key, doesn't work. We did that during the Reagan administration, and we found that it, it's a lost cause. Prison cr criminal justice reform, uh, working 21st century policing, but also community-focused issues and problems. Many people believe that that was left out of the discussion. We focus on the aspect of police, but what about the aspect of community? Not just criminal justice reform, it's both, both, both sides. It's both enforcement, 
It's both uh, the criminal justice system itself, the court system, but it's also community. So who would have the better message? Also, voting rights. We touched on this earlier. Voting rights are very important because it gives you the opportunity or it limits your opportunity to have a say-so in society. But also the economy. (laughs) Now, of course, from the raging Cajun from my home state, as he said, it's the economy, stupid. You know, it's always about the economy. What will the economy do in 2024? What will happen with inflation? That's going to shift a lot of people's opinions on who has or who they believe have the right answer to the issues or the right soundbite <laughs> for the most part. And then finally, abortion. You know, access to abortion, access to individuals that want alternatives to abortion. You know, this is, this is an issue across the entire country, especially with the current ruling by the U.S., well, the latest ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court. And then finally, Governor Yunkin, the rising star of the Republican Party, or I should say the Republican Party after Trump. Now, we do know that former President Donald Trump is in the driver's seat as it relates to the nomination for the Republican Party for president. But what happens after Trump, after his power dissipates, after he's off the scene, who's the next in the Republican Party? Many believe it's our current governor, Glenn Yunkin. According to CNN Politics, Yunkin, who rose to national prominence after winning the 2021 gubernatorial race by uniting moderate Republicans and supporters of former President Donald Trump, they believe he's leveraged his popularity into a prolific fundraising for Spirit of Virginia, which is, of course, his state political action committee, or PAC. Now, of course, (laughs) when asked about his political future, according to CNN Politics and his team, he insisted that November 7 is what he's focused on his elections. But according to um, but according to David Roxrode, a senior advisor to Yonkin and chairman of the Spirit of, of Virginia PAC, he said what he has said is his focus is solely on the House and Senate races this year. You know, he's doing all these town halls uh, across Virginia. Now, of course, CNN Politics notes that despite that insistence, He's hinted at what a 2024 could hold for him. So he released a national campaign style video earlier this year and also courted out-of-state donations. And he's had great success doing it. Now, keep in mind, the Democrats really control out-of-state donations and prior to this. And Republicans railed at that, especially in their uh, ads, attack ads against various candidates, saying, no, you know, uh, the, the liberals or Nancy Pelosi and others are wanting to buy Virginia. Well, it looks like somebody else wants to buy Virginia. But with this, it shows that his the governor's fundraising hauled in $12 million in six months from March to August. That's for one pack. And, of course, it raised alarms uh, with state Democrats. Now, in contrast, last week, President Joe Biden, according to CNN Politics, uh, cleared the DNC to send $1.2 million to Virginia to fund staff for coordinated campaigns, get out the vote efforts, and bring a national party total to only $1.5 million. Now, with this, this follows an outreach, according to CNN Politics, by Kane and Virginia's other Democratic senator and Mark Warner. So this was an alarm 
that they sounded. They said, listen, we've definitely got to do more, even though Senator Kane didn't know that it was a big deal. But let's talk about the narrative, the narrative that 2024, that this will set for 2024. According to CNN Politics, of course, all 140 seats in the state's Democratic-led Senate and GOP House delegates up for election following the dramatic round of redistricting. But they also noted that Virginia, before Governor Youngkin's uh, 2021 election, was a blue state. And it seems that it swung to being a red state. Or is it a purple state? So both parties are really looking ahead to 2024 and the implications there. So according to Susan Swecker, uh, who is the Virginia Democratic chairwoman, she said this is just not another election for 2023, but it's the first election for 2024. Uh, The freshman U.S. Congresswoman Jennifer McClellan, a Democrat who served in the state legislature for 17 years, uh, before being elected to the 4th Congressional District, uh, formerly by, held by Congressman McEachin, who uh, passed away. She said, everything is at stake this November. Everything. And what does that mean? So, of course, the issues as relates to access to abortion, addressing climate change, expanding non-dimis- uh, non-discrimination laws to protecting workers, and all the other issues that we mentioned prior. So, as you can see, all of these things are at stake here in 2023. It's Virginia. It's the Commonwealth. It is the bellwether state. It is the thermometer, the mercury for the entire country as relates to our direction. What will you do? What will you say? What is your voice? And how will you make your voice heard? Now, according to other reports, U.S. News and World Report, just in this this summer, they noted that why is Virginia, why Virginia is the state to watch in 2023? And they pointed out that all eyes are on Hampton Roads and Virginia Beach as the Republicans try to claw back Democratic gains in the state. But there's one very important part that I want to point out here. In this particular article, it said that what took place, whatever takes place in Virginia, it can, it, all this can make Virginia the most, the most important of states that are voting this particular year. And they noted that Virginia Beach is the most popular city in, in Virginia and home to a large tourist area. But they also noted the importance of Virginia in its voting. De- uh, demographically, it breaks down with 60% non-Hispanic whites, 19% black, 9% Hispanic, 7% Asian. This is about approximately, if you look at scale, what the United States is. And it also shows in the five presidential U.S. Senate and gubernatorial contests since 2017, Virginia Beach has voted with the winner every single time. So, <laughs> will Virginia Beach 
be the canary in the coal mine? Will Hampton Roads be the new power structure, the new source of power, ground zero of power in the legislature for politics for the next four years? Will the Commonwealth of Virginia set the stage and the direction for the rest of the country? Well, only one way to find out. Go out and vote, make your voice heard, and yes, stay tuned to Stay in the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Claville. We thank you for joining us. Listen, as always, be great, God bless, and we'll see you next week as we continue our Virginia General Assembly election show.